I believe it's uh, appropri appropriately obligatory to say something in the light of what we've been so into in the news these last few days of these people that were killed, the children and the, the adults that were killed in Connecticut, because it, it, it brings great grief, and, and it brings it to our attention so much. And on the one hand, you almost get weary of it just being over and over and over again in the news. But then you think, well, what if it were my child? What if it were my mother or father or that? And, and so when we see these things, when these things happen, it bothers us. And it ought to. Uh, it's rather odd that it takes something like this to, to bring such grief because in November, in China, there was a man who attacked a bunch of children approximately the same age with a knife. And he injured 17 of them. And just a few days ago, a man, another man in China attacked a bunch of children in a school, kindergartners, and he injured 22 of them with a knife. But what we have every day, and I think about this many days of my life, do you know that today... In places in the world, there are mothers clinging to their babies who are dying of dysentery because they can't find food and water that's clean. Hundreds of people in the Middle East are suffering today. Great grief. Many of our people, many of our people, the Orthodox, people in Egypt, people in Syria, all over the Middle East, there is great suffering. And in Africa, there's places where there's genocide taking place. This is a miserable world. And it's going to come to an end. I didn't plan on that introduction. I had another introduction. That was going to be sort of funny. It was going to be like, thankfully, you don't have to worry about making your house payment or rent. Because the world's going to come to an end on the 20th. <laughs> it's doomsday. The 20th. On the Mayan calendar. And let me say, I don't ridicule the Mayans. I have incredible interest and respect for uh, historic civilizations in the Western Hemisphere, in the Americas. I read a lot about it. And I, I love it, and I am very impressed with what the Mayans did. Don't make fun of them, and don't make fun of their doomsday, if that indeed is what it was. Interestingly enough, there has been so much conversation these last weeks about doomsday. It's the wrong word, and it's gotten so important to some people that NASA has designated a particular man to take care of this, and he has assured us all that nothing is going to happen on the 20th. And I thought, that's interesting. How does he know? My first reaction, I shouldn't say this, my first reaction was, how the hell does he know? I don't even, I think you know how I mean that, don't you? I don't even... It's just really odd. Now, I don't like the expression doomsday because I think it's inappropriate. But folks, there is a day. 
There is a day coming. I doubt seriously if it'll be the 20th. But a day is coming. And we believe that very, very strongly. But not a doomsday. It's the beginning of a whole new world. A new heavens and a new earth. This old one is going to pass away. And a new one will come. So that's where I want to go this morning, really quite briefly, because it doesn't need a lot except to be brought to your attention. Now, why do people sort of make fun of the doomsday? Because honestly, all the people I've heard talk about doomsday, not one of them believes it's going to happen, right? It's just sort of a comical little bit that, you know, that transpired. And we're not even sure the Mayans actually thought it was a doomsday. They did, who knows? There's some uh, rather bright anthropologist who says, oh, no, that's not what they meant at all. I don't know. Maybe she's right. Maybe she's wrong. Who knows? But we don't believe in a doomsday, but we do believe in a day. And if you don't, I have great grief. But why, why don't people believe? What's, what's the problem? What's the problem? Why do they just dismiss the fact that there is either a doomsday or a day? Okay, just briefly, and I can't go into depth on this, but this will help. In just a few moments, we are going to say our creed. What's the first word? What are the first two words? Talk to me. What are the first two words? Uh, I believe. Bistevo. Bistevo is anathio patera pandocratra piitin uranu keis, or tonte, you know, the, the creed in Greek. Bistevo. I believe. Folks, hang on to this. Every human being of any maturity and mental acuity believes in something. What is the third word of the creed? I believe in God the Father. Then the next word, creator. That's the problem. That's the problem. If you don't believe in a creator, you're not going to believe in a day. You're not going to believe in any kind of a day. The Greek philosophers, for the most part, you can't put all the Greek philosophers in one category, but for the most part, they believed that matter was eternal. And throughout all the generations, there have been so many that believe that matter is eternal. If you go to the science departments at UCSB, most of them, if they, they remember, listen to my experience, Listen to my words. They believe that matter is eternal. You see, everyone operates by faith. My problem with them is, how on earth have you found a way to have that kind of faith? What you believe when you say matter is eternal and therefore have no creator is I say, I admire your capacity to believe something so unsubstantiated and which cannot be scientifically proven. 
then you say everything has to be proven scientifically. But you can't prove it. You just believe it. You just postulate it. It's an axiom of your faith. And really not very bright. Now, just, just a comment here. Creator. Creator. We do not have a particular dogma on how creation took place, and you be careful about having one. The fathers of the church had a great deal of variety about how they thought creation took place. They all believed in creation, but there is so much today. You know, sometimes I am sympathetic with the scientists who don't like to believe in a creator, because of some of the very foolish views of creation that are held by people who call themselves Christians. But so much for that. If you do not believe there is a beginning, now hang on with me, this is critical. If you don't believe there is a beginning, you will never believe there's going to be an end. So if you don't believe in a creator who is the beginner, then you'll never believe in an end. Furthermore, if there is no beginning, if there is no creator, no one is accountable. Wouldn't it be wonderful if you could live life with no accountability? You could do anything you want with no accountability. But that's not the case. Because there is a creator and there is accountability. Because there is a day. Now what we're going to say at the end of the creed is, I believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. Go on. Yeah, we're, we're, we're looking for a day. We begin the creed at the beginning and we finish the creed with an end. This is what we believe. Now, <clears throat> about the day. Here's what St. Peter says. The day of the Lord. The what? The day. The day. See, there is a day. Probably not December 20th, 2012. A day. But the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night in which the heavens will pass away with a roar, and the elements will be, be destroyed with intense heat, and the earth and its works will be burned up. I probably memorized that when I was in junior high school, and it sounded sort of silly to people. doesn't sound very silly these days because <coughs> physicists can tell us, wow, you know, that's a very live possibility. Uh, well, it's not only a live possibility, it's a death possibility. I'm, you know, it, it, it really is possible. The elements are going to be destroyed with intense heat, and the earth and its works will be burned up. Since all these things are to be destroyed in this way, okay, what sort of people ought you to be in holy conduct and godliness, looking for and hastening 
the coming of the day of God. Because of which the heavens will be destroyed by burning and the elements will be melt with an intense heat. But according to his promise, one of my favorite statements in the whole Bible, we are looking for new heavens and a new earth in which righteousness dwells. That's not a doom day, is it? It's a transition day. It's a day of going from the old that isn't working. I listen to our politicians. I don't care which side of, I don't even know if there's an aisle. I don't even care. They're all going to fix it. Folks, they ain't fixing it. And I don't see any side who's got a way to fix it. Well, there, there is a... God's side. I mean, <laughs> the Lord God Almighty. He will fix it because there is a day coming. A day. Oh, I love it. Now, if someone were to say, maybe Mary Ellen, maybe my children, maybe they know this. If you were to say, Father John, what is your favorite verse in all the Bible? Now, some of you know I tend to exaggerate. And that I'll often, maybe I have a lot of favorite verses. But my very favorite of every verse in the entire scriptures is this. The Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout. And the voice of the archangel and the trump of God will sound. Then the dead in Christ shall rise first. And then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. That is my favorite verse. Why? Because when children get killed in Connecticut, when children get stabbed in China, when people are being brutalized in Egypt and in Syria, in Afghanistan, in, in America, when people are being harmed, when so much tragedy is taking place, a day is coming when all of that will pass away. And we believe this. It's a, this, it, it is a dogma. Yes, it's a dogma that all of this is going to pass away and that everything will be made new, including ourselves. We will be made new in a moment. In the twinkling of an eye, we will also all be changed. Doesn't that encourage you? I know of everybody in this church today, I know who most needs to be changed. My wife. <laughs> I need to be changed. I, don't you feel that? Doesn't it grieve you about how you are sometimes? I need to be changed. All right. No, it's not a doomsday. But we need to come, we need to give this our attention from time to time. As St. Peter would say, we need to be reminded of these things. Folks, a day is coming. It's not a doomsday. It's a day when all this grief, all this sorrow, all this suffering, all of this grimness is going to pass away, and it will be replaced with a new heavens. I don't even know why it's a new heaven, but it is. A new heavens and a new earth 
in which righteousness dwells. In light of that, what kind of people should we be? And how should we behave? So read David Washburn this morning. Brethren, when Christ, who is our life, appears, when will he appear? Talk to me. On the day. He will appear on the day. When Christ, who is our life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. <laughs> Put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you, fornication, impurity, passion, evil desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry. On account of these, the wrath of God is coming upon the sons of disobedience. In these you once walked when you lived in them, but now put them all away. Anger, wrath, malice, slander, and foul talk from your mouth. Do not lie to one another, seeing you have put off the old nature, that really should say the old man, with its practices, and have put on the new man, which is being renewed in knowledge after the image of its creator. Here there cannot be Greek or Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave, nor free, but Christ is all and in all. What kind of people ought we to be? We need to be people, be people who even now are putting off the old and are putting on the new, preparing for the day that the Lord is going to come and change it all, and in the midst of it all, I cry out to him, Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me and on us sinners that we will be ready and prepared.